Hey guys, welcome to BHL Conversations. I am taking over. The crew is out. It's Joelle running the show, which is a little crazy and a little weird, but it's going to be so much fun because we have Michelle Scott and I'm sorry, Kelly Scott, <laughs> Michelle Prada. I got it right the first time. Um, we're so excited to have them in the building. If you don't know who they are yet, you're going to know soon. Stay tuned. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live Conversations. Hey guys. We are having issues. So the song is perfect. What a week. Thank you guys so much for being here at Conversations. Daryl's out. Everybody's doing their own thing this week. Um, But that's okay because I'm here holding it down. Just me. Cool. I'm going to rag on them the whole time. Totally fine. Um, We have Kelsey Scott. And Michelle Prada here. Thank you, ladies, so much for being with us today. Thank you for having Thanks us. For having this me. is incredible. Mm-hmm. If you guys are not watching their series, you need to. Uh, it's a web series. Fear the. Wa- I'm sorry, The Walking Dead. Um, incredible stuff. You guys nominated for, and, and the show's nominated for an Emmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're nominated for an Emmy. Mm-hmm. This, this is crazy. How do you? <laughs> and for web content, this is yeah. only the second mm-hmm. year. You guys were telling me before we began. How, first of all, when the announcements come out the morning of, how do you guys hear? Is it? Are you guys in a group chat? We weren't in a group chat. You were really on it. I was a very like I don't really want to pay attention to. I too wanted much. to know. But it's also <laughs> refreshing. I was like, I need to know. But it's it's a good combo, I think. Yeah, we're one of, we're one of the categories where they're not going to announce it actually live on the air. So you have to go on the website and find out. But before I could even go on the website, a friend of mine sent me a text, and oh. she was like, "I think you're nominated." <laughs> like, Yay! Let me see that because I need to see it. That's, That's incredible. So cool. uh, I'm really excited for you guys because the show is uh, kind of like a feminist anthem in mm. in like that scripted form. Um, you guys are helping each other out. Um, and then I get to see you guys bonding outside of that experience. <laughs> it's clear that you guys are friends. It's clear that you like each other. Mm. Can you guys talk a little bit about like what was it like on set and how did the show come into being? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I was just gonna. I was just gonna pass it over to you. But uh, Kelsey's signature move. Is that is that my signature? Like, yeah. Okay. All right. So how did the show come into being? Well, uh, you kind of have to explain the how the show is structured. So last year, um, okay, the way Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead air, you get a half a season of Walking Dead and then a half a season of Fear the Walking Dead and then second half, second half. And so they came up with this idea to kind of give some some salacious nuggets to the folks who would watch Fear the Walking Dead while Walking Dead was airing. So they said, we're going to get this standalone web series and we're going to show it during the commercial breaks of Walking Dead. So each episode is like 50 seconds long. It's like a commercial. So there are 16 episodes in all. It plays while Walking Dead is airing. And then when Fear the Walking Dead comes on, you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm all like up to speed and great. And so they did that for the first time last year, I think probably as an experiment kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was. And, I remember and that. And it worked out really, really well for them. They got nominated for an Emmy last year. The lead actress got nominated last year. And they said, oh, well. We should do this again. So we are part mm-hmm. of the second season. It's a standalone, so it's not attached to the first season. So we're completely new characters, and we had uh, we had our run during the uh, the first half of Walking yeah. Dead this year. Now remind me because I'm a full season behind. On <laughs> what, the first cast, they make their way to the show, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. So you know, so, you might see somebody. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. Not our decision, but certainly our pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're gonna have to keep our fingers crossed. Right, you know, right in Walking Dead uh, staff writers room on on Twitter. Uh, you guys, Talking Dead, hit everybody up and just be like, so those ladies were pretty great. <laughs> and, um, Please, and in prime you. time where they belong, shining. 
Excellent. Uh, I know you produce outside of Walking Dead and you're writing outside. I'm really kind of fascinated by the new landscape that is uh, TV airing on like the web series and streaming and all of that. Have you guys ventured into that on your own, doing projects like that? Or are you still kind of with like original formatting? Is that your preference as far as like shorts and things? Uh, well, I've um, I work with a director, Jesse Hill, and uh, we wrote and produced a short, uh, just like a short art film that premiered on uh, Junk Magazine, which is a oh. um, just a magazine, a zine run by um, Imogene Barron, who's a really cool stylist. And uh, so we did that, and it was in Spanish. It was subtitled. It was really fun to be able to write something for myself that I thought uh, was really beautiful and, and meant something to me. So it's great to get to do that because we can. We shot it on Super 8, but which was a lot more expensive than we realized at the time. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've also done a few art films um, of, on just on the iPhone, and it's really cool how you can manipulate it. And... Yeah, I saw my first iPhone feature at South by Southwest last year, Matthew Cherry's Nine Rides, oh, okay. um, which is an incredible film. Uh, Got a couple of friends in that. Yeah, and Dorian Missick. Uh, Matthew uh, does a really good job of just hiring everybody who mm-hmm. needs to be on the come up. Everyone where you're like, why is that person on? And Matthew's like, I got it. Don't even worry. <laughs> I'm going to put them in my movie. They're going to shine. It's going to uh-huh. be amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's an incredible film. Completely shot on the iPhone 6, I think. And wow. they like suction cups on cars and things trying to get shots. Like, <laughs> Nice. I think wow. they shot it in like a week or less. So the indie filmmaking market is strong. I wanted, You said you had a film in junk and that it was personal to you. What was the film about? Uh, so it was it was right around the time that uh, Planned Parenthood was uh, it, it, there was a lot of conversation of defunding it. Not mm. that you know it's not now, but it was a, that very specific time. So it was just kind of, especially in the Latin community. I grew up in Miami. Um, there's a lot of interesting shame surrounded by birth control, mm. and um, I think a lot of times uh, people don't. Uh, you know, just the old Latin families don't realize what it means on the other side. You have all these young girls having kids um, that don't want them or aren't ready for them and what happens to those kids. So it was actually just a very, uh, very surreal piece that uh, was, you know, I find out I'm pregnant and my boyfriend leaves me and just kind of like I lose it a little bit. And it's just in a world where uh, abortion or... or, um, uh, birth control isn't really an option, so that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Is this available on VOD? Can I can I rent it? <laughs> no, it's just it's like a five minute little short film that we uh, did. We it's gotta, on Junk Magazine. Yes, I <laughs> love com. that. We're definitely gonna check that out. Yeah. Um, and then I know you're doing writing and stuff. What projects are you working on? Uh, oh my gosh, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> but I've been um, I've been a screenwriter for uh, a while actually because I, I I started my career acting and then I, I had always written but not written films I'd written you know poetry and prose and even theater um, and then once I I learned the kind of film writing structure at film school and that's when I started that part of it and I actually kind of stepped away from acting for a while and was just doing the screenwriting and directing and so now I get to do both <laughs> so um, so it's so it's really great so I do I have some kind of original projects 
I have some things that have been produced, and then I have lots of stuff in development because, you know, that's how Hollywood runs <laughs> in it's development. super <laughs> exciting to hear uh, two women of color creating content that they want to see and want to be a part of. Uh, what kind of stories are you interested in telling? You know what? I am interested in telling the untold um, I mean, well, because I think there, there's the idea of approaching your your typical rom-com or your typical even uh, suspense or, mm. or horror film from a more of a multicultural perspective. So I actually think that's an untold story. And then just some stories that maybe are, um, are specific to, let's say, black women that mm. we don't see enough of. The representation is not out there as much. So I'm, I'm excited about turning a spotlight on that. Shout out to all the black women at TIFF holding it down right now. Dee Reese is out there releasing her new film, Mudbound, um, which I'm hearing mm-hmm. early reviews mm-hmm. coming back of just excellent, amazing, stunning things. Um, so it's kind of an exciting time, I think, particularly for women of color. Yeah. Uh, as we've got, you know, Asian American women in Star Trek now and leading the next Star Wars movie. Um, of course, Ava out here killing it mm-hmm. every day. All the time. Um, all the time. All that woman the time. must not sleep. Um, and we're okay with that. I'm really, yeah. <laughs> Please, you direct all of my childhood fantasy movies. <laughs> I want them. Um, but yeah, okay, guys, super awesome. I want to get into some hot topics Uh-oh. if you don't mind. Yes, mm-hmm. let's do it. Uh, you mentioned you're from Miami. My yep. bestest friend in the whole world is down there. I was on the phone with her all day yesterday. Like, when do you leave? When do you? She's like, I am not. I'm holding down the fort. She's like, we're boarding up windows. Granny's not going anywhere, so neither am I. It is scary out there. Uh, just some statistics from Harvey. They had 39.72 inches just between Thursday and Monday, wow. uh, 50 inches overall, nine days of rain, 130 mile per hour winds. I've been leveled like 80, 90% of structures um, across the islands that it hit. And now, of course, it's headed to Florida. Mm-hmm. Super intense week. Uh, do you still have family down there? Are they oh, yeah. coming down? Yeah, they don't leave. It's a... Uh... It's an interesting thing. I was also, I was really young, but I was there for Andrew. Yeah. And um, it's just so many times the hurricanes come really close and then just skirt up. So uh, I think there's always that idea that it's never really going to actually hit as strong mm-hmm. as we make it out to be. And a lot of the media loves to make it, you know, like this big monster coming th- through. But as it gets closer to land, it usually does weaken quite a bit. Um, but there's also that idea of just like, I'm not leaving my home. I'm going to defend this till the end. And I have such mixed feelings. Cause I yeah. have, you know, uh, my friend's sister was down, um, where Harvey hit and luckily they got to a shelter in enough time, but like they came back and there's no house and no car. Yep. Um, but at the same time, I know people who stayed and were able to protect a lot of their land and, and make sure, you know, their house stayed together. Um, so it's kind of incredible. Do you think you would evacuate? I think I would. Say? I feel like you I know, would too. I, yeah, I was I trying to get I'm my mom to leave. I'm trying to brave the elements. Yeah. yeah. Also, too unpredictable. I think I remember with Andrew, um, you know, it was really scary in the house. I mean, it sounds like a, a train was running through the middle of the house, and I had mm. friends who whose roof completely blew off, and they were just the whole family holding onto um, wow. mattresses, just hoping to not get hit by stuff. And I'm just not trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was reading um, and talking to some people on Twitter earlier about those who can't evacuate. Yeah. Um, I know now if, you know, you wanted to hold out until the last minute, just getting gas is next to impossible. There's mm-hmm. no gas. I have friends taking pictures of uh, aisles that are completely empty. There's no food yeah. left. Um, 
so it's just kind of scary. So, of course, our thoughts are with everybody mm-hmm. down there uh, trying to survive. You guys are survivors. <laughs> we'll send help. DM me. I will figure it out. Yeah, like, this stuff is terrifying. Um, mm-hmm. To somebody who just lives through, like, I lived through tornadoes. Like, I was a Midwest girl. <laughs> tornado uh, pops through. Has their it's thing. done, and then it's over, and you're like, great. When somebody told me about hurricanes, I was like, how? how? I don't understand. Uh, trying yeah. to protect yourself from all that is crazy. Speaking of hurricanes, L'Oreal is kind of dealing with a difficult <laughs> hurricane <laughs> nice of their segue. own. Right now. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> they so they originally hired uh, Monroe Bergdorf, who is I believe Instagram famous. Um, is how she started her modeling career. Um, she's a trans model of color. She's a black woman. Um, she was invited to be a part of their diversity campaign, which is great. We're seeing a lot of makeup companies do this, embracing diversity. You know, getting shades that appeal to all skin colors, which is challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, time. Right? Thank you. <laughs> um, but the problem, uh, somebody went back and found old tweets from Bergdorf, which essentially said um, racism is a structure that exists in society. If you're white, you profit from that structure and you need to be aware of that. Um, racism exists. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but this is essentially mm-hmm. what she was saying. Uh, people turned that into saying that she was racist and hated white people, which, guys, no. Um... So L'Oreal let her go. They said that, you know, mm-hmm. you don't fall in line. Uh, yesterday, Bergdorf came after Cheryl Cole, who's a part of this campaign. Uh, Cheryl Cole was accused of hitting a woman. She was accused of the charges. Uh, but she was accused of the charges. She didn't have to pay anything or go to jail. But it's still kind of messy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my question for you guys is, especially as women of color, I think you have to kind of make these difficult decisions about who you're going to partner with and where you're going to sit. Um, another model left after Chicole, Sh- I'm sorry, another model left after Monroe was fired. Uh, she was a black model and she said that, you know, if you don't support her, you don't support me and I don't want to be a part of your campaign, which is super dope. Um, because scary. Can you get hired now? Are you the person that causes a problem? How do you guys kind of deal with this when you come across it or have you had to endure that in your career of just making choices of you know, am I standing by skin folk or am I trying to advance my career? I mean, I think it's 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 always going to be a bit of a conundrum. The idea is how political do you get when it could affect your livelihood? Um, uh, I mean, I have taken stands on things like Planned Parenthood and, you know, and 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 I am aware that I could say something that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. But you're not just artists, you're just human beings. So you just have to decide whether or not you want to be a human being who is also a mouthpiece for your cause, or if you just want to believe it silently or you support it financially. I mean, there are any number of ways to be a supporter of certain causes. And you just have to make that decision and what you are willing to lose in light of that decision. So I think it's a case-by-case basis. And I think it is important, um, I think, if we think of even historically women, it's it's been a lot of just stay in line, don't worry about it. And I think now more than ever, I mean, we really need to not and just speak out for what we believe and also know we have the ability to change our mind. Mm-hmm. There are times uh, where, you know, maybe I, I haven't read the exact tweets themselves, but um, maybe that was something that she believed at that point and maybe she could have said it better, but it's something that we can just be like, yeah, maybe I kind of said that not in the best way. This is really what I meant. And just to allow ourselves to be humans and To be fair to some, I guess, to L'Oreal, Monroe has like tripled down on her statement and is now making full routes media circuit wise to be like, no, I stand by what I said. It's, it is an institutionalized system that we have to live with. Um, So yeah, I, 
I, I, think, I think more power to her. Good for her. If it's something she believes in and she stands mm-hmm. by what she says, then... That's... It's incredibly brave, especially, yeah. again, uh, because she is she's not just a woman of color, but she's a trans woman of color mm-hmm. in modeling, which is hard to have longevity of career. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's a big risk for her. It's a huge risk yeah. for her. Um, and I think that it's kind of a much more complicated rope to walk if you're a woman of color because your fan base initially tends to be also women of color. Right. And so you want to make sure that at the same time that you're doing the best thing for yourself, uh, I mean, maybe I disagree. I think, like, you know, for people who follow me, like, I always want to represent them mm-hmm. well. I think if you're going to take a stand for me or promote me in any way, like, I want to make sure that I'm at least talking to you and connecting with you in a way that is is genuine and supporting. I don't know if I want to say the the thoughts you have in me or or what you think I am, because that's hard. You can't please everybody all right, the time. Yeah, but, right. but holding down, you know, that core of that group is really challenging. Um but power to Monroe for kind of holding her own and for still just killing the game. Um, if you follow <laughs> her on Instagram, just amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, I also guess, do I want to go to Lil Wayne or? <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about Lil Wayne. I feel like that's a bumper sticker. Do I want yeah. to go to Lil Wayne? You know, actually, let's talk about <laughs> Gina really quick. Um, because she's, do you guys watch Jane the Virgin at all? I love Jane the Virgin. I- freaking love that show uh, yeah. <laughs> the main actress uh gina gina rodriguez thank you yeah. um just got a uh, deal with cw so she'll be producing a ton of new shows for oh, them uh, where she is uh, very loudly and bully, like this is for the latino community um Somebody tweeted her the other day, and they're like, hey, if you're going to support the Latino community, I hope you're also going to support the Afro-Latina yep. community uh, in your endeavors. And she hit right back. She's like, I know who needs to be seen, and we are working yeah. on it. Um, so first of all, kudos to CW. I yes. know Jane the Virgin has done amazing things for them the same way that mm-hmm. uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has done a lot for people with um, different anxiety issues and mental issues. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane the Virgin has done a lot for people who choose to abstain from sex. It's done a lot for people who choose to continue to have um, a faith and be vocal about it in public. It's been great for uh, Latina women. And Gina is kind of my rock star. I love everything <laughs> that she does. Um, so I'm excited to see these shows. What kind of stories do you guys kind of hope maybe get to be told through this medium? Well, that's exciting, I think, uh, because that's something also that um, we talk about new stories being told um, within the Latino community. I'm Dominican and I have, uh, you know, black family members, I have lighter skin family members, and it's so interesting how that, even within that, um, there's the minority tag, but it encompasses so many different mm-hmm. people, um, and it is better that we're stronger together, but it is, you know, it's so diverse, and then even with the Latino, um, I think it's like now Latinx, um, is that what it is now? Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> so it's genderless, and yeah. that way you kind of subscribe to the whole community. Exactly. Um, but that's an interesting thing. Even the racism amongst Latinos drives me crazy. Mm. Be- and you're like, well, we're kind of from the same country, but <laughs> you know, just because like half of my family has darker skin and the other doesn't, it's just like this interesting thing. So I would like to see more stories like that because I think it's something that people don't even realize that within South America, the Caribbean, and uh, you know, just a lot of the the Latino uh, countries that it is something that exists as well, which is so silly and mm-hmm. wild. And it would I be great to see realize. mixed race families because, like, when my family gathers for like a full oh, picture, yeah. people uh-huh. are like, "Are you guys all related? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, we run the all. full <laughs> scale yeah. of skin colors, mm. as it's very diverse. Be. Yeah, I feel like the Caribbean eventually, hopefully, will all end up. Everybody, you have the blonde hair with the blue eyes, and then the <laughs> darker skin. And everybody's related and sitting down to the table and just like. 
eating food and <laughs> Great food. drinking yes. rum. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What kind of stories do you hope maybe Jean is able to explore through this medium? Well, I mean, I think everything that she's already talking about, I mean, she has proven not just in this moment, but in the past to be like one of those brave artists that we talked about mm-hmm. that is so not afraid to step out and be um, to be a mouthpiece for causes that she believes in. And so I actually expect pretty edgy stuff from her yeah. because I feel like she's not afraid to 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 walk that line and to and to challenge people's mindsets. And so I'm looking forward to her really kind of um, stepping outside the box and just not just creating a show, but creating a show that's conversation worthy. Yeah. yeah. There's that really amazing quote, which is well-behaved women don't make history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And mm-hmm. it's like, we just have to not be scared of losing a fan base, losing this, losing that. It's just, you be who you are, and the peop- your tribe's going to find you. Right. And don't be scared of it. Absolutely. And I think uh, the advent of social media has really helped. Yeah. Uh, There's a hashtag that. going around today because Time Magazine did this uh, great yes. retrospective on just all the women who did something first. And I think, was, is it she is first? Is that the hashtag? Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. I, I tweeted it earlier, so I should know it. But sure. but it's yeah. but literally just naming all of these women and the firsts that they had. She's the first woman to do this. She's the first well, woman to do that. And it's Serena really Williams beautiful. is on there. Issa Rae. Everyone Ava is I think Michelle Obama. Um, It's an incredible campaign Mm -hmm. to highlight uh, successes women have made. Even in just the last 10 years, it's kind Mm -hmm. of been amazing. Women shattering the glass ceiling in so many different areas. And also in a lot of ways that we don't even realize, like uh, Albert Einstein is credited obviously for so much, but his wife was a mathematician and she was working on so Mm -hmm. many. Did you uh, catch Genius? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you So it's genius. crazy to me because so many people after watching that show they come back and be like, Einstein's wife was shafted. <laughs> and that that was oh. my education into her as a human being. Yeah. And then from there I actually interviewed the actress who played Maleva. Mm-hmm. Um and she talked about reading her diaries and her journal entries and um the letters that she wrote mm. and just the the complete isolation of being a woman yeah. that was intelligent at that time. It's just no one cared. And yeah. there was not, you have babies now. So what are you even mm-hmm. talking about? Science, boo, go away. Um, definitely check out Genius. It's yeah, super good. Okay, they do great. Maleva all the way right. Like she's nice. I, I, the producers talked about how that was one of their main goals was making sure that she kind of got the credit that she had always just rightfully deserved. That's awesome. That's yeah, nice. that's yeah. such a great it's good to hear. thing. Because she did so much for what we, you know, know with physics. It's, it's definitely really wild that we don't really know her. She but co- isn't that the case? There are always these unsung <laughs> heroes whose stories yeah. don't get told. And you were tell- asking me earlier about the types of stories mm-hmm. that, that those are the untold stories. Like, you know, it's the, you've got the person who's always in the forefront but they didn't do it by themselves or sometimes they didn't do it (laughs) so let's dig a little more deeply and see what's really going on that's interesting that you bring that up because i want to kind of talk about a little bit about hip-hop culture um and i guess i've just been noticing a lot lately in and it's nothing new. It's just, I think, as you get older and you go back to the songs that you're, you're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're like, the beat's good, but he kind of hates women. Right. Why was I celebrating this? And the thing I've been hearing a lot from, from male rappers is, like, it's not just the idea of the the trophy girl, which is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stereotypical, but the idea of, like, the silent trophy girl, which oh. really freaks me out. Like, she is there, and she's hot, and she cooks good, but also, when she's around my friends, she just kind of stands in the background. And I've noticed a lot of guys doing this just in daily life of, 
I don't want you to interact with the women I bring around, which is what I have to always thought. I'm like, that's cute. You brought a human in my presence, and I'm me. We're going to talk. Yeah, like, I don't talk. even know what you're doing. But this idea of I don't need my girlfriend to be my partner, but literally just to be kind of a service icon. Yes, set dressing is a perfect word for that's it. A, yeah. Which is just... That's horrible. It is, and it's stressful. It's, I think, just because as you're trying to, again, work in a community that is dominated by a male presence. I mean, I'm really grateful. I work with Black Girl Nerds, um, who is led by Jamie Broadnax, who's our super fearless leader. She gets so many of us started in this industry, gets pathways for Black women who maybe didn't go to school for journalism or uh, who haven't ever practiced it, but who are interested in, in reviewing and talking about things. She gives them an opportunity, a platform, and then helps push them into their next career move. Um, We're seeing Ava DuVernay do the same thing with Queen Sugar, Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. she's bringing in all of these directors. directors. um, Mm -hmm. It's female directors who have been working, which is what's crazy to me. So you're like, Ava's like finding out, like, these are not ingenues. These Mm -hmm. are not new women. These are women who are Incredibly professional yes. that could not get a break in television for no reason at all. No Sally Richardson all. is amazing. Oh, she's great. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's a wonderful director. Give her all of her features. I know she's writing them. I know she's creating them. We get funding. I don't know how we find it for her, but we need to. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just been frustrating. I know I like Little Wayne a lot. <laughs> and I just... Listening to his music, and then now hearing he's, you know, with the seizures, um, mm. he's been hospitalized. Um, so obviously our thoughts go out to Lil Wayne. Yeah. But it's, uh, I don't know. Are you guys still feeling hip-hop? Are you like, does it bother Are you able to, I know some girls are like, you know what? Not talking about me. I don't really care. That beat is fire. I will be <laughs> dancing to it. I know some girls who are like, I know women like the ones that they're talking about. That's a valid form of expression. Does it bother you? It does for me. I, yeah. um... First of all, I'm not a hip hop head, so like I was never kind of like really deep into the culture. Anyway, I'm really, really square. Um, <laughs> listen, I, it's, I'm fine. I've I've embraced it. I uh, so, so I've always kind of been the person that listened to the lyrics. So the hot song comes on the radio, and I get into the beat like anybody else does, and then I start listening, and then I decide whether or not that's a song that I listen to again. That's kind of been. I've fallen prey to a mm. really great beat. I'm not going to say I'm perfect, but <laughs> but I pay attention and. Um, it's it's interesting having that conversation with with people who are just about the musicality of it, and I understand that. I mean, that's that is an artist's expression, whether I agree with it or not. But I choose to, you know, to sometimes I have to to turn on. Okay, not Casey Kasem, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like I, I have you. to sometimes I have to take it in a different direction because I just don't feel comfortable, you know, just. Not that I pop lock, but pop lock into a song <laughs> that's denigrating women. You know what I mean? So yeah, I do. yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. I think you have to be really careful with the words that you say to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy to fall into some really negative self talk, self chatter, and then to be listening to something that doesn't really make you feel like the amazing, beautiful creature you are, not interested. This is Insecure brought this up. Molly was talking two episodes ago about how uh, Solange's a seat at the table just stays on repeat in her car for this exact oh, reason. Mm-hmm. Because every day after I get off work, I need these words of motivation yes. to just yeah. get me through this traffic until I get home because the world is crazy. Um yeah, between uh, that, uh, um, SZA's new album, Control, which is amazing. I don't know if you guys, SZA's like brand new. She wrote songs for Rihanna. Um, 
and somebody else I can't remember right now. Uh, but she, but she's an incredibly talented artist, and she talks about late twenties. I like a guy, but he is awful. <laughs> I should not be with him. What are my decisions? Why? Um, and then. Uh, um, what is the name of Diddy Bop? I cannot remember the name of this artist. But we have a lot of women coming out with these really great albums of power control and doing hip-hop and R&B and mixing yeah. it, uh, which is always exciting. I feel like The weekend is somebody who always sneaks up on me where I'm listening, and I'm like, yes! And I'm like, oh, no! Right, right. What? You're like, what am, I, what am I singing? Yeah, because right. he's, he's not rapping. He's, like, singing in his good voice. And they're like, wait a minute. Like, it is, oh, oh, no. You're like, no, stop it, stop it. No cocaine, get out of here. (laughs) What are we doing the weekend? I don't like it. Um, Yeah, I don't, other hot topics this week? It's just so like, so many things happening. Everything is going on. It's true. We're going to avoid the big orange topic in the room. Um. I mean, (laughs) we, we always, we always have one. I will just, Say briefly, Devos came out this morning, yeah, this morning, mm-hmm. and said that she was going to relook at the laws Obama had passed about colleges um, taking on rape cases to make it more fair for the accused. Interesting. She, because- she wanted to make it more fair for the accused? That's what she was saying? Yeah. So they're looking at rewriting the laws. It's going to take months, apparently. Um that's a really touchy thing, especially because it's. I don't think it. I think it already is pretty fair for the accused. Like, you yeah, know, the, since they get off, I want to say like eighty percent of the time on college campuses. Don't quote me on that statistic, but way too often. I just a friend go through this. Uh, it is fr- frustrating to say the least. I know you ladies who support Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. uh, very openly that you know these girls. These people, because it can happen to anyone, can't shake a fair trial or can't even get in the front door to get started on these things or to get justice. Or you carry the shame of it. You know, yeah. a lot of times you don't even come out because the the man doesn't carry the shame of it. You become the woman that got sexually assaulted, and it's like, oh, yeah, she's the one that got it. And it's just, that's not okay. It shouldn't be this shame that we have to then bravely carry on. It's, it's yeah, it's... Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix, I think, about that, and I watched it with oh, my boyfriend, yeah. which was amazing. I am always—he <laughs> always likes watching the Marvel and the Spider Mans and stuff. <laughs> and then when I get to pick, it's always something that's really depressing. But I'm like, you need to know about this. Oh, oh, we can take girl action if we don't know. We randomly—well, it was my choice to choose the Netflix and chill. Um, I would choose the rape <laughs> documentary. Uh, but it was actually really amazing because after it. Um, I he was just like I had no idea mm-hmm. and he's a white man and it's been an interesting thing being in a relationship with him because he's so loving and so uh ex- you know accepting comes from a really great family but there is a lot sometimes that I realize oh I have to accept you for the background that you came from because mm-hmm. you don't know what I came from and I can't expect you to know that and I, I, I expect you to be tolerant and accepting and respectful of me. I need to be respectful of the fact that you don't. I, there's things you just don't know. And there's a topic I feel like we don't talk about enough, about enough, which is like white people who are becoming woke. Yeah, and, and <laughs> like it. It like both my roommates are white. Uh, they both grew up very poor, and so it's funny the intersect like where we intersect about mm-hmm. like you know 
food making, we tend to like, we're like right there. We're together. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, I know what we're doing here. We got to put things together. We got to make it happen. But then sometimes we'll be talking about things culturally. Uh, one is from the South where she was talking about the statues. And she was like, mm-hmm. Robert E. Lee was, all, he's a mercenary. He didn't even want statues, but like history. And I was like, okay, so sit down so we can have the whole uh-huh, conversation right. yeah. about why. These, and she was like, it is really hard changing a whole history of thought. And I was like, yes, it is challenging, mm-hmm. but you're doing it. I'm so proud of you. But isn't that what the model was talking in. about in the first place? Kind of circling back to the beginning. Yes. She was just yeah. saying that this exists and pretending that it does not does not make it go away, does not mean that you are not a beneficiary of it. It's still here. So isn't isn't that exactly what she was saying? I mean, I, yeah. I like you. I have not personally read the tweet, yeah. so I don't want to. I don't want to to represent for what sure. she was saying. But in in concept, it's the idea that these issues exist, and there's nothing we can do about them if we don't see them first. If we don't you know, we have to look them, them in the face and, and do something about them. Just be open to learning. It's like I don't know what it was like to be raised in an Asian family, mm-hmm. and even though we're all considered minorities or anything, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just understanding, uh, understanding, and being open to listening and talking to each other. Definitely. Because if not, then we're all just defending our ideas, and it's such a weak, like silly place to and be. And it creates, I feel like, the kind of Hollywood where we've landed right now which is like I love Los Angeles I have nothing against Hollywood or Hollywood culture I think that there's a time and a place for it but mm-hmm. I also think it's frustrating to see the same stories perpetrated over and over again mm-hmm. when we know there are rich fields of stories ready for the picking mm-hmm. and people excited to tell those stories who are not just capable but like ready to go um and I know you ladies are a part of that group, making your stories happen. Uh, so I want you guys to go check out, first of all, Walking Dead. Uh, it's on YouTube? Uh, no, no, no. It's on AMC.com. Thank you. And it's uh, Fear the Walking Dead Passage. We're kind Because of, there's Walking Dead, there's Fear the Walking Dead, then there's Fear the Walking Dead Passage. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Check out Passage. Um, definitely, you know, write your local Walking Dead fan club presidents let them know that it it should be their mission to get these ladies on the regular show so we can see them in prime time where they belong thank you guys so much for joining me on this crazy crazy episode yeah thank you for having us it's inspirational talking to you guys i'm so excited to see what you do next thank you thank you uh (laughs) you guys can come back oh 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 twitters i did jump all the way into this where can people find you if they want to see your you as an individual okay as an individual you can find me on twitter instagram and facebook at at ms kelsey scott ms kelsey scott Yep, and then I, for Twitter, I'm at Michelle Prada, M-I-S-H-E-L. And then on Instagram, it's Mish, M-I-S-H-E Prada. Excellent. You can find both of us at at Sierra and Gabby on Instagram. Yep. Wait, you guys have a shared Instagram? <laughs> For our characters. Yes. <laughs> I admit, that's so cute. We kind of like each other. Yeah. yeah. I, I love this friendship. More, more of this in Hollywood. More of these kinds of lady friendships all over my TV. I love it. Um, I have been Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique and every week at blackgirlnerds.com. If you follow me on Instagram, coming up, we have a lot of premieres coming. I'm going to be uh, with Netflix for the Kings of Comedy reunion tour. Dave Chappelle is going to be there. It's going to be lit. I'm really excited. We've got the premiere of American Assassins on Tuesday, and then I'll be at the Fox premiere of their shows on Thursday. So if you want to see all the behind the scenes, check me out. Instagram, Joelle underscore Monique. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. 
from producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.